Hey, everybody. By now, I think most of you know that I don't do this podcast full time. Um, I drive for Uber and Lyft quite often, and I get a lot of my stories, and a lot of my topics and stuff uh, from my writers, and it's been really interesting. I, I've had CEOs of large co- corporations. I've had doctors, lawyers, dentists, nurses, common, you know, common workers. I've even had people in prison. One guy, I was driving about halfway through my ride, and you know, he was just telling me about he had uh, actually killed somebody. <laughs> I, at that time, I was my you know, hair in the back of my neck was like standing up. I went, "Oh my gosh! Like, what am I going to do now?" Anyway, uh, you know, I finished his ride, and I went on my way and uh, went and had a drink. No, just kidding. Anyway, I had picked up a guy the other day, and. Um, he uh, turned out to be a pastor to a large church over in Philadelphia, and he was headed over there to perform a funeral. And I thought to, I asked him. I said, "How are you? Uh, how are you doing that? I mean, in today's environment with COVID nineteen, uh, you can't really get groups of people together like you would normally do and mourn and have a, a funeral like that." And he goes, "Yeah, we've been trying to do different things and trying to get the families involved. We've been doing video feeds and things like that to to help." in the process. And I thought that was kind of cool that they were, that they were doing that actually, but it's still really hard for families to be able to, to, to deal with the loss of a loved one and not being able to mourn like you would normally mourn and, and uh, have that closure that you have at a funeral. And I could tell that he, at, we, we talked a little bit more about that and jib jabbed a little bit more. And then I could tell he had something else on his mind and uh, he goes, are you married? I says, yeah, I'm married. I've been married for 11 years and know my wife for 12. I said, we were a blended family. She was, we both come from a, a, another, you know, another marriage. And she has two children and I had, uh, I had four. We have three boys and three girls. So we are actually the Brady Bunch. Uh, but we didn't have Alice. We had two uh, Labradors. So I think they kind of made up for Alice. Not sure. They didn't do much cleaning in the house. They made more mess and left more hair than probably Alice would have left. But that's okay. Anyway, we uh, you know, we put uh, you know six kids through our house and and uh, all the struggling and everything that goes along with all raising kids, you know. Anyway, he uh, he says, well, sounds like you had a pretty successful marriage, and he says, let me ask you a question. I work with a lot of uh, new you know couples who are thinking about getting married, who are getting married, who are struggling with certain things, and um, what do you c- contribute? Uh, the success of your marriage? And uh, do you think that communication, where does communication fit? And when he asked me that question, see, I've been going through something that's been very personal, and I, that's why I wanted to get on here tonight um, with my marriage. Uh, actually, uh, my wife let me know that she wanted to divorce me um, about a month and a half, a couple months ago. And um, and for the for the pastor to ask me that, I says, man, I don't know if I'm the right guy for you to be asking about a successful marriage because this is what's happening in my life, you know. And uh, I, and I told him, I said, you know, it's interesting that you asked me that question about communication. When we were first dating, and when we first met, we used to, both of us worked full time. We had our kids, and we, that was our that was our thing. That's what we were doing, and. Uh, a lot of times, uh, the only time we had is at the end of the night, we'd get on the phone and we would talk literally for hours and hours and hours and hours. And we would talk about everything, trying to get to know each other, trying to, 
uh, just discover as much as we can uh, about each other. When we were together, I remember uh, my wife, my girlfriend at that time, she was uh, she wanted to make sure that I knew about her. So she was telling me her backstory of, you know, a lot of the things that she, you know, she's experienced. Um, and uh, she just, she said she just wanted to make sure that I was on, that she was honest with me um, about her past and stuff like that. And, and, and so did I, I did the same thing, you know, let her know, you know, stuff like that. And I says, I really appreciate you doing this. Listen, I'm not, your, your past is your past. I'm not really interested in that. I'm interested like why we're together and how we got together. And I'm just interested in, you know, what we can do together is the future, you know? And I remembered her telling me this, she goes, you know what, Bob, you're the first person that I have felt like I can be honest to. And I could actually, that you, uh, see me for my, who I am for really who I am. I go, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, she goes, I've never felt that way before in, in any of my relationships. I feel like I was always like, you know, having to press and things like that. And I just feel really comfortable with you. You know, we dated a little bit longer and we finally decided to get married and to join our two families. We, uh, we, you know, we had to, she had two children, a boy and a girl. I had four children. I had two boys, two girls. So we are literally the Brady Bunch. Um, without Alice, we had two Labradors, so you know they weren't as clean as Alice. They made a lot of hair and stuff in the house, but uh, they were fun. Not as maybe not as fun as Alice, but they were still fun. Anyway, um, so I, you know, I told him a little bit more about our family and things like that, and I, I told him, I, you know, this communication thing was a very important deal because we were like very honest and talked about everything when we first you know, we were first dating. And as a, you know, if you fast forward, you know, 11 years, 12 years, um, that communication dropped off. In fact, you know, as we, we're both uh, LDS, uh, we're both uh, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. She hasn't always been active in the church. In fact, most of her life, she hasn't been. I've been very active all my life, um, born in the church. Both of us were born in the church. She just she had taken a different path than I have, and she was struggling uh, with her faith and struggling to and she was feeling like she would never get to where I was in the church, and she was having problems living the principles and things like that. And I tried to explain to her, says, "Listen, I don't expect you to, you know, be where I am. We've been on different paths, you know. Like uh, I just want you to be happy with who you are." And and she told me, she goes, "You know, I, I'm I'm having difficulty because I don't really." know who I am. And I'm really trying to discover myself, you know, and I, I, it really kind of confused me when she told me this, because I'm going back 11 years, I'm going back, you know, now 11 years. And she's sitting there telling me that, you know, I really appreciate you accepting me and loving me for who I am. And I, and I, I, I was just really, really uh, uh, thrown back because I always thought that I knew who she was. And she was struggling with all this and, um, you know, some other things in our in our marriage and things like that. And she was laying it out pretty heavy there and, and telling me that she's, you know, over a period of time, she's lost feeling for me. And it was just absolutely just emotionally crushing for me because I just I, it, it just came out of left field. I just didn't know. I mean, I, I'm pretty 
uh, aware. I think I'm pretty aware. I've been in sales all my life, so I, I, can, I, I know how to pick up on facial expressions and people's talk and their body language and everything. I just, I just never really picked up anything on anything that was really kind of bothering her. And she was laying out all this stuff to me and, and the reason why she was feeling like she needed to kind of move on. And it was just absolutely crushing uh, to me. We went through all the emotions of, you know, like, what in the world? Like, you're 45, you're telling me that you don't know who you are? Like, how can you do that at 45? You know, like, you can't, you don't know who you are? To just, like, the unbelief that just... um like, why are you doing this? Uh, you know, hating the situation that I was in. And just my emotions were like all over the place, man. I just acting like, like I've never, my, acting like I'd never acted before. And, and man, it was just, it was just really hard. And, and she was inconsistent in the way she, she sometimes she would act like she'd want to be together. Then another day it would be like, you know, it'd be like, you know, you, you got to keep your six foot, six foot distance like we are with the coronavirus, you know, like she wouldn't have anything to do with me. And then one day she'd act like she wanted to, you know, make amends and move forward. And it was driving me absolutely crazy. And I told her this, I go, you got to stop this because I don't know where to be emotionally. And she, she, then she says, well, okay, listen, I, I'm just, I, I know where I am. And I, and I just want to, I just want to, I want to move on. And I want to go find myself, and I think I'm, I'm I'm going to go ahead and file for divorce. Man, it just like I said, it just crushed me. Um, I um, I was going through a, during that time. I was going through a very a very difficult time, and I was really questioning everything at that point. Now with my marriage, and right back to the beginning, like gosh, you told me all this stuff, and you know, I prayed about this, I thought about it. You know, and um, I'm a religious guy, so I'm wanting, you know, as much inspiration and guidance as I can from my Heavenly Father. And I really felt like this was this was right, you know. So that caused me to question, start questioning everything. And, and I started doing a lot of praying, a lot of thinking about it as this was kind of like progressing on and on and on. And I wasn't getting any kind of answers or anything like that. It was like really frustrating. I was getting really pissed. And uh, I posted something on Facebook uh, one day about why does it take God so long to answer simple prayers? You know, I'm a, I'm a good guy. I'm a good person. I'm a good father. I try to I try to be nice to other people. I um, and try to live the principle principles that I've been raised with and my values and things like that. And I just wasn't getting a I just wasn't getting an answer to my my prayers. And it was frustrating me to death. And it was like really starting to anger me. And I was starting to get mad at God for not answering my, you know, not answering my prayers, you know. So I wrote this little Facebook thing. I got a bunch of responses back from a bunch of different people and some really close friends of mine. And they really gave me some good advice. But the one response that I got was from a guy that was our stake president. And a stake is like, and in the church is like a diocese. So it's it's a bunch of congregations that are get together. And and this man was the president of the of our stake, and he had been following my Facebook uh, conversation, and he wrote on wrote on. He says, "Listen, I, I I get a sense that you got something going on that's pretty serious. I'm not sure what it is. I wasn't really clear. You know, I didn't say that I was going through this. I was just kind of like asking these questions." And he goes, Bobby says, whatever you're going through, let me tell you something. You've got, you, you've got some really good friends 
and people that love you. Just want you to know that. And if you really read the comments that you got from these from these your friends, I think you'll see that your concern about God answering your prayers, you'll find those in the conversations that you're having with on you know on this Facebook post. And it made me stop and think for a minute um, that he was right, that the guidance and the counsel and stuff that I was getting uh, from them was actually, you know, maybe it was God answering answering my prayer through them. So it was a change in perception, you know. It was, it was like I started thinking a little bit differently, um, that they were giving me some really good advice. Uh, and then, you know, you know, go forward a couple, you know, couple weeks or something like that. And, uh, you know, it's starting to set in that this is taking place and we're getting, putting the house up for sale and we're starting to kind of like do things separately and things like that. And it was just driving me crazy. And, and, um, I had, a, I had a chance to, uh, talk to, um, a friend of mine and she's, she lives down in, I think down in Atlanta and, uh, Sorry about that. I had to go chase my dogs out of here for a little bit. I'm in my office and I had to chase my dogs. They're barking too much. Um, to get back to it, uh, my friend uh, from high school, she had uh, been doing the same thing. She'd been following my my posts and stuff. And she, we had talked earlier. Uh, and she, I, she'd asked me, like, you know, how things going. And I told her, listen, I'm, you know, I'm moving to Ohio. I didn't tell her that I was getting divorced or anything, kind of trying to keep it, still kind of keeping it personal. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be going there and probably end up like to go out to Utah and things like that. And that was a couple of days prior. And then she followed up, you know, with another, with another, uh, message, message for me. And she was asking me like, and my friend, um, was asking me about, about Carrie and what if she was going to be meet me in Ohio or out in Utah, and I told her, I said, no, I'm, I'm going to be going solo, um, and then I told her that, you know, actually we're, we're separated, and, and uh, she'd asked, she was asking me for a divorce, and she was like really uh, stunned, number one, and then uh, she goes, boy, I'm really sorry to hear about that, so I, call, I told her, you know, what was going on, and, and what, you know, uh, where she where she was at, she was trying to find herself and trying to find a real person, and she was kind of like she just wasn't happy. And my friend, she goes, you know what? This is something that's that's I've I've seen this over and over again with my friends and my uh, my work associates and stuff like that. It happens all the time, Bob. And he, she goes, she goes. First thing you got to understand, Bob, is that it says you you've done nothing wrong. Um, it's, it's because she has put so much time and effort into, you know, raising children. She goes, I see this all, all the time, ages of 40, 45, 50 years old, where, um, the mother, uh, the wife has put so much, uh, of herself into raising the children. And then after that time period is over, they, have a sense of, they don't have a sense of self-worth because that's what they've been doing for so many years. And, and that's why they, that's why they start feeling like they want to be on their own. And, 
no matter what you do, Bob, it's not going to make a difference. You could shower her with all kinds of gifts, jewelry, feed her grapes and fan, you know, fan her all day long. And it'll, it won't change anything because that's where she is in her, in her thinking. And it really has nothing to do with you. Um, and I, you know, as I was talking to her, I, I, man, I just, it just really struck me again, just like my friend, my, uh, the state president and his advice he gave to me, it was amazing, um, how that kind of helped me trans, transform my feelings and my emotions um, to start kind of like understand a little bit more about what she was going through. Not that I agree with it and not that I, you know, I was still upset and I wish we would have had a chance to, you know, have a chance to work things out. And I don't feel like I was given that chance to do that. I was cut off uh, by it. But I kind of started understanding a little bit more about what she was going through. And that really helped. And and then Allison, she really kind of helped me out. And we continued to talk a little bit more. And she goes, I could go on and on and on, Bob, about, you know, my friends and coworkers that have gone through the exact same thing and exact same ages and stuff like that. So it really helped me uh, get a better perspective again um, on what was going on. And the biggest thing, it's really helped me kind of like turn my myself around and stopped um, um, charging her, charging my uh, my wife with something that maybe um, I shouldn't be charging her with, and trying to think of um, her and what she's going through. Um, also, it started to be more clear to me that I needed to start taking care of myself and kind of separate out myself from associating just being, you know, married and being a couple and things like that. It was very important for me to uh, to look at myself individually as well and, and take care of myself as well. And um, it was really, it was such a great conversation with her, which I, I, I just, I thanked her very much I, uh, for helping me out and giving me the perspective that she did. Um, listen, I probably bored you guys enough. <laughs> about my about my issues and stuff like that um that's that's why i kind of like started this this podcast i started it to talk about generation gaps and you know mostly about my son and the difficulties we had uh communicating uh between a, a baby boomer and a millennial but this podcast what i want it to be is something that crosses those barriers as well and and helps people get different perceptions on different things in their lives, no matter what it is, uh, we can all come to uh, an agreement on things and find similarities in what we're doing. And this is why I started this podcast. And I, I wanted to kind of stay true to myself. I was listening to Joe Rogan the other day, and he had somebody on his show that was actually starting the podcast himself. And he was asking Joe for some advice. He says, "You know, gosh, you're the number one, you know, podcaster in a." in the world or whatever. And he says, what have you, what do you attribute to your success to? And he goes, well, he says, Joe goes, he says, I've always been trying to be true to myself and just be natural and just be myself. And whenever somebody tries to, you know, like a producer or somebody tries to get me to do something that, that isn't me, I just, I just ignore it. And I just kind of stay with who I am. And that's, and that's true to form. I I just try to stay true to form to who I am. 
And that's what I want to do with this podcast. I want to stay true to form. I want it to be something that helps people and, um, you know, either through discussion, through some humor, um, and through some just outright understanding each other a little bit better. Even though we have differences and we have conflict, there's always something that we can find common ground on. And that's what we should be doing. But listen, I appreciate you listening to me uh, tonight. Uh, kind of heavy stuff. Episode four, we'll try to get back to the fun stuff again. <laughs> but I do really appreciate it. And I'm going to take off now again. Um, can't wait to see you guys on the, uh, when we get back on. <laughs>